What's up, hobby friends? Welcome back to another Paint Bravely, a podcast where you can find a little bit of encouragement, discover new ways to make your hobby more fun, and most importantly, learn to paint bravely. Why I cannot believe that I remembered how to do that. So, turns out that uh, Brent and I are actually here in person together, and uh, we're not looking at monitors or screens or anything. We're just here next to each other. So, you know, it's a little bit different. Uh, but hey, Brent, what's going on? I am so scared. This is so strange. Uh, yeah, so I am standing in your studio, the eBay Miniature Rescue studio here. Mm -hmm. It is crazy to see it in person. Um, I've been here for a few days now, so we're on a, a, a bit of a trip together, and mm -hmm. we're just on one phase of the trip right now where we get to record the first ever Paint Bravely in person. Well, that... That is actually not true, Brent. <laughs> we technically get to record the first ever Paint Bravely in person that will probably be aired that will in probably its entirety. Be aired, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, we tried to do this once before, and uh, somebody, somebody, somebody uh, had a little little uh, technical difficulty yeah. with the audio. But this time, I feel good about this time. I, I, we've done all the things to make sure that this can sound the best it can and and look the best it can on the actual YouTube channel as well. So, you know, that that's the best we can do. That's all I got. <laughs> so let's talk about our our adventure, our travels mm -hmm. here. So you took an airplane from Maine to Reno, Nevada. How long did that take? Oh, all day. All day. And that was the jump ahead or fall back. Yeah, day. that was the same Spring day as, yeah. as that, as the daylight savings time. Just add an extra hour onto the... Uh, it, it is. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, your your 16-hour flight was actually 17 hours. Sorry. Something like that. I, I don't know how it works. But anyway, got to Reno, Nevada. And the reason I'm here, uh, in addition to seeing my pal Casey, is the Gamma Trade Show. Yes. Game Manufacturers Association Industry Get Together. Expo yes, it's an industry like a tabletop games uh, and other types of board games or whatever kind of games like that. Products, uh, stores, people, distributors, all sorts of stuff. Everybody gets together. Uh, there are conferences. People do educational panels. Uh, there's a lot of networking going on, obviously, and then a lot of the bigger companies, including uh, like people like Games Workshop and the Army Painter and other companies do a lot of like presentations like you might remember that that games workshop does big announcements at gamma they have for the last few years and it's kind of been a thing i don't think they did, did, did they, they not this year, year ironically no, okay. yeah all ironically right. they did not that's, do. that's all right that's all right <laughs> so uh yeah it's a, it's a conference convention that has the traditional hotel attached to a mm -hmm. convention hall kind of set up here in reno and uh yeah so there were there were seminars and then there was a big old, what you would ordinarily call a vendor hall. Right. Except they weren't selling, you know, uh, boxes of games or they weren't selling singular games. Technically, yeah, right. They were selling uh, like racks of games to put in game stores. Yeah, yeah. Like if, if you were a retailer and you were here for the conference, you'd go look at all of these different types of products basically from all these companies and then you go okay you know like this game looks really hot this year right like i'm gonna order x amount or you know talk to the people and figure out whatever you're gonna figure out to have that game in your store so that's definitely a big part of it um which really was pretty cool to see yes. um 
Because I always just figured, you know, it's like, whatever, you, you order the hot stuff, whatever's coming out, right? It's like, that looks cool, I'm going to order it. And I mean, I'm sure that's the way a lot of people do it, but this seems like a way more fun way to do it, honestly. Like, show Indeed. up somewhere and kind of, like, hang out with these people. Like, we got to just talk and, and hang out with, like, people who own these companies, right? Like, that's, yes. that's way cooler than just, like, I'm just going to order, you know, whatever. What, what's that boat game? I forget. <laughs> The what game? The boat game. Oh, you're talking about Black Seas from Black Warlord Seas, Games? That's it. Yeah, from yeah. Warlord Games. Like, yeah, it's like, that's cool. You know, seeing it in a picture. Right. But to, like, talk to the people who are, like, somewhat responsible for that, right? It's like, oh, that's that's just way cooler. Because they're way into it. Right. And they're like, no, no, no. No, you want these boats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So, um my friendly local game store owner, Brendan, who owns uh, Crossroad Games in Standish, Maine, he goes to this convention every year, except for the past two years because of COVID. Sure. And he's, he always talks about it. And so this year I said, can I come along and like split a hotel room with you? And so, yeah, me and my convention buddy, Brendan, uh, came to, to Reno, Nevada. And so it was fascinating to kind of follow around a game store owner at mm -hmm. this convention and see what he was interested in and uh, kind of see what the convention was all about from his point of view. So, I mean, think of your local game store and think of like how crowded the shelves are probably with, with games you and, so. and yeah. how they're always trying to like turn things over to make room for, for whatever the, the new hotness is. Mm -hmm. And then consider that like one company, Funko, is putting out 130 <laughs> games. 130 games this year. Man, that's so and many games. See, how can those? <laughs> I, okay, like I don't really have anything against Funko at all. Like I like yeah. Funko Pops, right? And I've seen some of their games; they look entertaining. But like, how can there be quality in that, right? Like the the quality versus quantity. Like you're putting 150 games, right? Come on, I where does that fit in your plan? I have it no idea. It makes no sense to me. I don't know. So, so I mean, a lot of these game companies, uh, even even the smaller ones, were putting out, uh, you know, maybe ten uh, games or expansions or or some sort of you know boxed product mm -hmm. even during mm -hmm. a given year. And even then, you know, the local store owner has to figure out which of these they're actually going to carry, right? And and what they're getting out of their store to make room for it. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it actually. Something I thought was pretty fascinating as well is that a lot of them, like they prioritized games that were not coming to Amazon, like the niche games, the weird stuff that maybe isn't going to be mass produced or out there everywhere. It's like you get this really cool game that you you have to come into my store to buy. That's really cool. So like if you go to game stores around the country, like there's a very good chance you're going to find something that just isn't at another game store. And that makes game stores way more exciting. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, game stores carry Catan. They carry Ticket <laughs> yeah. to Ride. Um, but beyond that, a lot of what they carry is not available at Target. So, right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And, and even some of the, the companies that do have things in Target were like, well, here, we're going to, you know, we're, we're going to do this thing for you. We're going to put out these things that are, you know, they're not going to be in Target for like a year. Right, or six months or something or you know whatever the case was so i thought that was pretty cool like even large companies were still taking that into account which was interesting i guess not it just didn't feel normal it didn't feel like a normal type of thing like people were way more cool than i thought 
that was just really cool to see this side of it. And um, yeah, just like the questions that store owners were asking, uh, one, make total sense, but two, was not expecting. So for most of these like game presentations, Mm -hmm. when it was question and answer time, someone would raise their hand and say, what does the side of the box look like? (laughs) So so game stores owners, you know, trying to pack their shelves, uh, some boxes can be facing out. And so you get that that front cover art of the game box, (laughs) but most of them are sideways on. And so if the side of the box isn't almost as good as the front of the box, no one's going to pick it up. No one's going to buy it. And uh, yeah, they they were asking about what does the side of the box look like? Does the box even like stand up on its own? Because that Mm. that's a a deal breaker. (laughs) If there's like a little bit of a bow in in the bottom edge of the box. Well, and you never know. Some boxes are like weird shapes and stuff. Sure. Yeah. You get weirdness, weirdness with that type of stuff. So yeah, that's pretty interesting. Um, all of my game stores, local game stores have, I think, front facing. So all it takes of them? Up, yeah, all of them. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> they have like uh, one in particular that has like big see through bookshelves, right? I mean, I guess, yeah, that makes sense. Like they're big stands. Um, they're like display shelves, I guess, but they're tall. So there's a bunch of games. It's like front facing on each side. So you can walk around it, okay. which is pretty cool. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm going to pretend like it does. <laughs> it right. makes sense. Tell Come us on. in the comments below if this makes any Come sense. On. <laughs> um, what? I'm just going to ask it now because I wanted to ask this question. Um, now that we've been talking about games and all this, this fun stuff, but would you ever start a game store or, or did, did this kind of make you even consider slightly like what that would be like? So, uh, yeah, I mean, I was kind of aware of this before, but being a game store owner isn't just uh, playing games all day and somehow you make money. Uh, It is it is all about uh, selling products, getting people Mm -hmm. interested in games and then making sure they buy some games at your store. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, like like I've talked with uh, Brendan, my local store owner, about this a lot. And I certainly remember, you know, his his uh, casual but effective way of of getting sales. Like the, I think the last time I was uh, a normal customer, uh, mm-hmm. like I, I cert- I've continued to buy there throughout. Sure, but sure. The last time I, I was a normal customer, I remember, you know, walking into the store. Hey, how's it going? How you been doing? Um, hey, have you have you heard about Keystone yet? That's their name, Keyforge. right? Keyforge. There you go, Keyforge. <laughs> Keystone, like. You sure Keyforge? You sure about that? No. Okay. Was was <laughs> the the Garfield Garfield Richard, Richard Garfield. Garfield? Yeah. Keyforge. He made a game called probably Keyforge. It's <laughs> <laughs> stupid. I literally Look, own. I definitely I own bought a two. Starter box I bought two somewhere. starter boxes. You of, did. Okay. Well, well, I mean, they're starter decks. They're ten dollars each. Just spent well, ten bucks on it. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, yeah. I still don't understand that game, but yeah, yeah. Keyforged. But um, yeah, so so a local store owner is. Uh, encouraging people to check out games and that helps them make sales and stay in business and, mm-hmm. and, and grow and feed their families and all that. But in a way, what they're doing is they're like local influencers. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. are picking the products to shine a spotlight on and they're developing local communities for games. And um, yeah, uh, part of that is them deciding what to focus on and to a degree that's what this convention was about yeah it was game store owners 
going to this centralized place, I guess, in Reno, Nevada. Somewhat central. Yeah, not all centralized. (laughs) Yeah. Meeting representatives or in many cases, CEOs, lead designers Mm -hmm. of all these game stores or game companies and uh, figuring out what's coming out over the next year and how they're reorganizing their stock and and Mm -hmm. all that. So you and I actually went to a, a couple of meetings that were like, should we care or, or or what if you want to start with this company so we went to the right yeah. we went to the games workshop the games were if you've never yeah. heard of games workshop before <laughs> somehow in yeah. this, this if you like industry, if you right? own a game store <laughs> yeah. and, and you and, you, and you're like hey what what is this games workshop <laughs> this games thing? workshop should thing? i carry games workshop products <laughs> and they had several sessions of this they had our like and, there, and there were multiple we weren't the only people there. There were actual oh, yeah. there were actual game store owners there yeah. for the purpose of having yeah. never really considered carrying Games Workshop products before and um, <laughs> and getting sold on that. So Casey and I uh, were some of the few people who were neither game developers nor retail store owners. Yeah. So. We were constantly confused for one or the other. Normally, we were confused as retailers. Yeah. Most of them just like, oh, well, where's your shop? Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, what do you want to buy from me? Like, yeah. Or, oh, no, no, no. It's sorry. We, we'd yeah. meet a rep from, from a game company and they'd go on their spiel about how uh, the next year releases were going to be really hot and like, they yes, had this yeah. deal coming up mm-hmm. and yeah, the, yeah, the rack for the new game was going to be really tight. And it was cardboard, but like reinforced cardboard. Right. And, they got like the plexi uh, yeah. under the thing to make uh-huh. sure that it doesn't fall uh-huh. through. Like a whole ver- things that we just didn't. It didn't matter yeah. for us at all. And then of course we surprised them with like, oh no 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 no. no, 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 no. no. Like we we do YouTube, and they like most of them would be like, oh oh okay, and then the conversation would shift. Like all of a sudden things lighten, right? Everything lighten up. Wow, like, oh, we're man, not selling these people anything. Yeah, like <laughs> you just here to talk to me. That's fun. <laughs> No, we think your game's cool. We yeah, like that was cool. a lot of it. It's yeah. like, this is really cool. We're trying to learn things. Like, tell us more of yeah. how, how this process works. And then a little bit of like, you know, if they'd worked with YouTubers before to to even just get their product out there. Like, sure. generally, if somebody were to send us something really awesome, we'd, we'd probably feature it in a video because it was just awesome. Yeah. Like, tiny boats. Cause right. Well, we Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, oh, we'll get to the tiny boats. Right. I know. I want to. I want to get to our one of our seminars that we went to. Yes, sure, so we, sure, sure. So we went to like the second. If you own a game store and you've never stocked Games Workshop yes. before, but maybe you will, and it was fascinating. So, mm-hmm. for one thing, we got uh, this here booklet, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is essentially an ordering catalog for small stores or whatever size stores i guess really whatever if and you, so, you want to stock games workshop yeah yeah and so it was the whole convention was fascinating for us because there's a lot of like inside knowledge that's not really guarded but just we weren't aware right, of yeah. before things that were just nobody really talks about yeah so yeah. this book has all of the retailer prices so Mm-hmm. Uh, retailers pay 55% of MSRP for Games Workshop products, at least in the U.S. and Canada. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they're 45% profit margin if they're selling for full price, which some are, some yeah, aren't. Generally, it depends, though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so um, that was just a piece of info that 
had I asked the right person, I could have easily found out. Oh, for but sure. he's not. But it's not really publicly floating around. I don't think. Like I, yeah. I was always like vaguely aware of something like that because figured I've it was, heard figured that it was fifty percent didn't really something know. like that, yeah, like yeah. forty or fifty percent. But the, I knew for for sure that you couldn't discount Games Workshop prices more than like thirty percent if they were brand new, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I knew that. Um, but the yeah. the fifty five or fifty percent, just generally like. They just buy it for half of what they're selling it for. Yeah. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this this book is like, okay, there's obviously a ton of Games Workshop price uh, products, but here are like the 50 best sellers. And you can buy this display rack that has the 50 yeah. best sellers. Um, and if that goes well, you can buy a second rack, which has the next 50 best sellers. Yeah. Um, and so that was really cool to see. And, and actually... I think I've been in a couple of stores where like I recognize that rack actually. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. It, I think it's it's kind of nice to see like the way the games workshop put their stuff together. You know, sometimes we talk about them like not always in the best light and everything, but the way that this is presented, the way that this is put together is like definitely to help hobby shops, game stores succeed or to actually make money. Cause, you know, people that, that buy games money. workshop, yeah. then yeah. yeah, like, you know, they're gonna buy it. So um yeah, it was, it was kind of cool to see that side of it. And, like, we talked to some of the people who were there, and their only job, they don't, like, they work for Games Workshop, but their only job is to help people set up, like, displays in their stores and, like, make sure that they're succeeding. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was an interesting uh Yeah. No, it, it was uh, fun because, you know, those guys came up to us, the, the Games Workshop uh, retail yeah, I don't know. Is this some specific uh, <laughs> name, right? Like, yeah, retail helper, outer doohickey dudes. Salesperson. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, but they're, they're coming up to us and like, hey, here, sign up, you know, sign up this form. Uh, if you fill out this form with your store info, you can win a free iPad. Yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and Brent goes, Brent was like, an iPad? And the dude was like, hey, man, if you don't want it, like, yeah. I'll well, take it. Several, <laughs> several of the other game companies were doing like, you know, raffles for years, $1,000 off of your next uh, order of our product for your store. Sure, like sure. that kind of thing. An and, iPad, though. So an order iPad is, more games workshop. It's just, it's just the... Uh, <laughs> The most vanilla of raffle prizes. That's like, very true from the biggest yeah, company, too. Yeah. I mean, it. <laughs> 10 years ago, it was the pink iPad mi- oh, or iPod mini, pink iPod mini. Sure. sure. And uh, now it's just like, yeah, I mean, iPad. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. But, yeah, like, but no, Games, Games Workshop could have had like all kinds of like, like weird statues for the store or like right, sweet right. banners for your store or... A sweet or, statue would have been cool. Or, yeah. Or win, giving away a space. Or win the statue. rack of, of the 50 best-selling products and see how it goes in your store. <laughs> that, that would have been good, too. But, um, yeah, so that was that was just really interesting. And so we uh, we were like, no, we're, we are not stores. We, uh, yeah. We're not, we're not stores. We're just here to learn. And, and it was really inter- interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting, and we had a good time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, no, we, we got to meet a lot of people that are reasonably well known in the smallish niche I mean, industry it feels smaller medium now. it feels Indus- much smaller now you think so yeah 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 uh here's a good there's, example there's alex um, vallejo sitting behind his booth <laughs> like on his cell phone a, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah like smaller geographically speaking yes in that case specifically um just 
dude who made Vallejo Pains hanging out. Or I, I mean, it's, it's like the son of the dude. Yeah, I forget Vallejo what it was. Some, okay. There's some story about it. I need to enunciate. Uh, maybe like the son of the guy the who made the guy Vallejo, Vallejo Pains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like somebody who's just hanging out, not talking to people. Uh, <laughs> no, like, okay. Best example I can give is the company Turbo Dork. Yes. I have bought lots of Turbo Dork paints. I know a lot of people who have bought Turbo Dork paints. Do you know how many people work at Turbo Dork right now? Four people. That's new. And that's new. The two people are new. The other two, the original owners, obviously, the husband and wife team, and and, and they're just like, you know, we want to make cool paints. And they did. Yeah. Like that, that is insane. Yeah. Like you talk about small community, small hobby, like it's super niche and I, it just is. That's, that's insane. That's, I uh, yeah. <laughs> can't even say it. It's, it's, that's incredible. Yeah. Um, the, because the, they don't feel small. Yeah. The, the owner, Greg recognized me. That was cool. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like hung out. It was, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I've, I've got to admit, I haven't actually used turbo dork paints. I've used a few of the, uh, Vallejo shifters. Or uh-oh, Vallejo color shift. No, you you were fine. Okay. <laughs> um, green stuff world was the. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're the. Uh, but you you you've used some Turbo Dork paints for yeah, the really really turbo bright silver. Bonus. Yeah. 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 Grab me a bottle right here. Boom. Yeah. So this is the seafood. Um, Two I did some, people some were responsible for getting that into a store near you. And it wasn't a store near me. That's even better. That's crazy. I've, I have also ordered off their website, um, which is functional, and that's that's good. Impressive. I know. Most impressive. Dude, it, honestly, <laughs> it seriously is. Like, the fact that two people basically put that together and just recently hired two other people is yes. insane. But yeah. it just goes to show, like, these are small companies that we are all looking at. Like, some of them aren't, obviously, but, like... Man, like you're you're spending money, you're spending your hobby dollars, right? And, and it's actually helping someone. Okay, that's insane. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. And that that experience made me much more interested in the Turbo Door Company because one, they're small company. Two, they're based in America, which as an American, I mean, yeah, that's cool. That's always a, that was yeah. a plus, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a thing. So why don't we do a little uh, segment to make sure we're talking about painting and painting bravely? Painting bravely. Let's talk. We were kind of introduced to two new paint lines, which I think are mm-hmm. going to be talked about a lot at this convention. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was thinking Turbo Dark, and I was about to say that's not that's not new. We've okay. been talking about that. Right. Yeah, but there are two new ones, and I, yeah. I just remembered. So, <laughs> well, one of them is mildly impressive. Um, was it WizKids? Yeah. Sure. They're prismatic paint lines for Dungeons and Dragons models of all sorts, like frameworks or, you know, whatever else kind they, they have, kobolds and such. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, tiny pots of paint. What are they like? They were eight, eight milliliters. Yeah, eight yeah. milliliters for 250. 225. 225. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's Vallejo paint in there. Yeah. And that's good paint. Yeah. And hopefully, like the, the thought behind it, at least from our perspective, is if if... There's a pairing between WizKids and Vallejo that we might actually be able to get Vallejo paints into game stores way more often because you can't ever find it. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Vallejo is one of my favorite paint lines, but it's really hard to find. That's really Brendan hard to find. Not, does not stock it. Uh, because he can't get it. Yeah. That's one of the reasons. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. They're, they're not made 
anywhere close to where we are. So that's part of it. It's a shipping Spain thing or something. And, yeah, yeah. in Spain. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes it a little more difficult. So I'm not like. Right. But. Yeah. If WizKids. <laughs> WizKids is a big company. Is, is heavily uh, <laughs> invested. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Maybe they, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. they hire Easy. someone to go over to Spain, make Easy. sure uh, Alex Vallejo is sending them their paints on schedule. And... He's got it in his in his calendar on his phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Check his iPad later. So yeah, no, it, it was really cool to see their little uh, basically cash register display. Like mm-hmm. their their rack of paints, it sits right on top of a countertop. Yeah, it is not very no, big. It's like yeah. one and a half by by two, maybe. It's it's like it sits on the counter yeah. at your store, and you go, oh man, like yeah, I need some I need some of that like iced yellow from Vallejo. Only it's called you know zombie. Skin or something <laughs> dumb that we don't care about, but like it's yeah. the same paint, right? It's got those numbers on it, apparently, some somewhere. Yeah, I'm not real clear if they did a slight reformulation. They but might have. Yeah, I think I think a slight reformulation, definitely a name sure. change. Put it in a sure. tiny bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, the bottles are so stinking tiny. But yeah, it, I mean, it looks like yeah, eye drops you'd get if you have something wrong with your eye. But yeah, like, but like, like something expensive wrong. With yeah, yeah, like a week. The idea apparently behind the smaller bottles is that like realistically as a D&D player, you're not going to be painting the minis on the type of level that we are as like Wargamers, right? So like you have a handful of models and or you got like your hero characters, right? You don't need a 17 or 21 or 2 milliliter bottle of of paint you know four eight then you're fine to, to be fair 90 percent of the colors we use we'd be fine if we had oh yes a two milliliter yeah. supply it, it's not a bad idea yeah. considering like like your paint will probably go bad before you use it all yeah. <laughs> like because you accidentally left the lid off or you bought games workshop i wouldn't i wouldn't be buying <laughs> like black in eight milliliters bottles no 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 but or i wouldn't be buying the main color if you are an army painter on, mm-hmm. on whatever you're, you're painting up. no that would be bad but everything else might be okay mm-hmm. yeah um, i mean you, like i use yeah. some colors like very sparingly like it's super bright orange right it's like okay i'm only highlighting the third step in an orange progression or something and it only with a brush light yeah no, exactly. So yeah, I'm not going to use that much. 225 is cheaper than all the other brands of paint. Yeah. I mean, obviously you're getting less per, than half. Yeah, how much is it per per ounce? Well, okay. The yeah, the, a, the actual bottle, the <laughs> the price to get yourself a palette of 12 paints to mm-hmm. to go nuts on. Um, and it also sounded like they were going to do more uh, learn to paint kits, start painting kits, paint night activity oh, sets yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, using cool. those paints. And yeah, so they put together uh, model kits with some paints and go, here you go. Like you hang out at your store, yeah. learn, learn to paint some stuff. So I don't know. I think it's going to be okay paint if it's coming from Vallejo. I am mm-hmm. curious to see how that pricing strategy goes and... Yeah, any approach to get more people, especially like uh, role-playing folks mm-hmm. into painting minis, good, good, good. Yeah. Yep. I mean, anything to get people to paint more models, like that's really the goal, right? For for a lot of people, like we yeah. want to indoctrinate people into this hobby. As we, as we mm-hmm. say, paint mm-hmm. more minis. Yes. Uh, Some people yell it. Yeah, we, we say. We don't yell. No, we don't yell. No. We, we don't yell. Um, okay. Well, Casey... Tell us about the other the brand other of paints brand of we paint. learned a little something about. Okay, so the other brand of paints that we got 
you probably already seen the video, honestly, because there's no reason that you wouldn't have if you're watching this. Um, it's the Duncan paints. Duncan Rhodes Painting Academy, Two Thin Coats. So it's kind of, I guess there's a little bit of a story behind this, because why wouldn't there be? Um, so we're at Gamma, we're hanging out. We see that this very large distribution company just picked up Duncan Road paints. We're like, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. We haven't heard about these in a while. They oh just kind of went goodness. silent, right? The Kickstarter was over. Everybody did their thing. I, I put money in. I got paints. And I'm like, it's been a minute, you know? I haven't heard much about the anything about this. And all of a sudden, like we, we find out at this thing that they've been picked up by a huge distributor like that bought into this paint line, right? That helped develop this paint line. I believe. Asmodee. Yes. I don't think they helped develop the paint line, but as Asmodee. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. They they did some they put the capital. They put some money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they put, yeah, yeah. To to be able to be the ones allegedly, to yeah. I don't know how it works. <laughs> they did something. <laughs> Business. Business. <laughs> yeah. So they picked up this line and now they're helping Duncan and Roger and team push the paint line in so, Canada and America. Yeah, yeah in the Americas, yeah, basically. the North Americas. Mm -hmm. But uh, we'll see about other locations. Oh, I'm sure they're getting yeah. there, right? Why wouldn't they? Yeah, this um, is a multinational corporation that's like owned by Swedes, and plus Duncan probably still lives in the United <laughs> Kingdom. Uh, I would think so. Yeah, unless he moved. We'll see. Business. Yeah, yeah, business, business, business. Anyways, so they have a booth, as you do at Gamma. And we're like, okay, well, we go check out the booth. We we're going to ask them questions about this, this Duncan paints, right? We were, we were like actually going to ask them. Turns out they had a rack of Duncan paints set up and they had some papers out. They had some like garbage, like somebody ran down to the, the corner store and bought a thing of brushes and they threw them in like a pint glass. They got at the bar. No joke. This is how they set this up. Like the booth was great, but they're like, oh, the paints, I guess people might want to try them. Right. So they had some papers, the brushes, a little bit of water. And we're just like, you know, we should probably paint something because why not? I want to emphasize that Casey lives in Reno. Yes. And has access to a, a spray booth. <laughs> right. Yeah. So so we kinda we kinda formulated this plan. We were gonna rush the asthma day whatever you want to call it, booth. Yeah. Yeah. Um and we were gonna just sit our happy selves down and Stand. We, well whatever <laughs> worked better. And we were going to paint minis. Um now we did talk to them the day before. We didn't say really that we were gonna do that. But they did give us like uh, one of the Duncan dogs, a little, I think it's Gizmo. I think that's the name. Maybe. Might be it. I don't know. Somebody will correct us. Um, but there's there's the the little dog that, that Duncan's painted up. But that was like a giveaway. They were just on here's these models. Um, so I got, we got each one and uh, we went home after the, the convention that day. Um, I put everything together and primed everything. I based everything. The and dog then I was got in two pieces. Yeah, that was in two pieces, right? Mm -hmm. um, I brought a couple other models and basically got everything ready. And I brought all of my brushes. <laughs> like I brought my my Squidmar brushes in my Miniac box, um, and I even brought my my red grass wet palette and glass dry palette. <laughs> Didn't end up using those, but we basically just walked up onto the booth and we're like, um, 
can we try these paints? You know? And they're like, oh, of course, you know? And then we start pulling out supplies. Yes. And then, we... <laughs> and then I pull out my camera with my big lens. <laughs> yeah. Then Bryn's like, he just busts out a camera, which you're not technically supposed to have without permission, but you know. You were a communicating member of. I was a uh, communi- yeah. I was a yes communicating member of, of Gamma. Yeah. I've paid for that two years in a row. Thank you very much, Gamma. Um, and then they charged me a hundred dollars to get in when I got there. Thank you. So so we cleared like one square foot of space on their booth platform. Yes. Yeah. yeah, they had like they had like this corner where they were putting all their paperwork and they kind of had the yeah. paints off we, to one yeah, side. Yeah, we, we moved their brochures away to make like one square foot. <laughs> And if this were a hobby space rating system, this would be a 0. 0.5. Yeah, it's, if that, it was. It was, it was like not good. We brought everything with us in a bag. We did not have a chair. No chairs. We stood for basically what two and a half, three hours. Yeah, it was a while. It's a couple yeah, hours. We, yeah. we just stood there and just went for it and started painting, yeah. and like there were. Uh, there were like five or <laughs> there were like five, six, seven Asmodee employees right, representatives like, there. Are you, are you painting? Uh, like, like yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I, oh. I did my normal friendly thing of like, hey, how you doing? Oh, we're just checking out these paints. Right, and, right. And, uh, you know, so a we'll, little, little <laughs> bit of spoilers. We do like the paints, but I was like, yeah, we're just checking out the paints. These are great, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. These are, these are good. Um, and, and we do like them. But, uh, yeah, our, our original plan was just to have Brendan kind of run interference. Mm-hmm. Uh, one man with a dream of distracting all seven <laughs> Asmodee reps at the same time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, while absolutely. we got while we got like five six minutes of footage, like just enough to make some kind of gorilla video of us, like we ran in and we used half this paint, and we're gonna tell you exactly what it was like. <laughs> just the stupidest thing. We were we were ready to make two video, like publish two, two videos, two yeah. bad videos, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Being um, like, we tried Duncan's paints. <laughs> yeah. uh, because uh, I mean, like you were saying, we haven't heard a lot about this, so. No. Nothing. So the Kickstarter and the Asmodee deal uh, were both successful on the basis of Duncan's reputation. And oh, he, yeah. he has an awesome reputation. So mm-hmm. so good on him. Um, but nobody had actually tried the paints. So there was always a percent chance that it was going to be a massive disappointment. I mean, you never know, it's right? It's possible. You never yeah. know. Like they could have, I mean, yeah. they did extremely well with that Kickstarter. Yeah. So like I, I believed in it like even more. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, they got the capital to like make this actually happen. And now with the rest of everything that's going on, like even more, it's solidified that like, okay, this, this is going to be a yeah. thing and it's going to be in your store. Right. Like legitimately in your hobby shop, there's a very good chance that it will be right, right next to the Games Workshop rack. Yeah, like during during the hours that we were bogarting a little square foot of space, yeah, we, 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 we were, you know, talking to people and we probably witnessed like a hundred game stores sign up for a oh, rack for of sure. Duncan Paints. Yeah. Just it, in our time there. Like yeah, a lot we of We were people. standing there, we were giving them like like kind of feedback on our on these paints right as we were painting. Yeah. And then I started to hear that being incorporated into their pitch for like these game stores <laughs> once they figured out who we were yeah basically and they're just like oh you see these yeah. guys over here like that you know they're in one of one of the reps definitely thing. knew who oh, we yeah, were yeah, and, for and sure. we had a good conversation with yeah, us, but, yeah. but it, i thought it was very good of them just like slowly introducing these facts that we were like telling them and it's not, not that they were untrue but it was just like uh, smooth. on the cut they're like all of a sudden they're like we have keywords good this coverage. is like actual feedback that we can give to these people who are asking these questions that we don't have technical Things well, 
<laughs> works pretty well with one thin coat. <laughs> I mean, that's true. The two thin coats thing is ridiculous. Terrible. It's absolutely name. ridiculous. Terrible name. It's a dumb yeah. name. Yeah. So, um, honestly, my expectation was that the Kickstarter was going to go well. They were going to send out the paints. Um, people are going to be generally satisfied. And then there's going to be like a small, janky web store to like resupply <laughs> the people who had, yeah. who had uh, you know, bought in on the Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. That was that was my expectation. I mean, that's fair. That's probably fair. That was where I was going to put my money. Um, But when we saw that Asmodee had acquired distribution rights, Mm -hmm. um, I was actually uh, sitting next to Brendan in that seminar, and he just turns to me and he says, Asmodee is distributing a paint line. The store will now have another paint line. (laughs) Like, just, just, it was immediate from the point of view of the Mm -hmm. store owner. This giant game distributor who now owns the rights to basically all euro games <laughs> yeah well like what were what are some of the specific ones like Catan, ticket to ride carcassonne i think i think that, uh, that pandemic right. um, uh, yeah pandemic like uh, uh i mean i like my me some citadels you know sure, sure. You know i me. mean big yeah. games right it's yeah. not like a small deal <laughs> yeah that's the point like these right. are things you've heard of and are in everywhere right i can go get i have i have half right. their like you know right so there you know we talk about a lot of different paint brands and mm-hmm. uh half of them are small fish or turbo dork yeah turbo dork perfect example um if Tor- turbo dork got a massive distribution yeah, if deal all of a sudden. Like, <laughs> hmm. yeah. If if part of uh, Asmodee's keynote speech was that they were uh, picking up a new line of paints called Turbo Dork, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, actually, a surprising number of stores already carry that. They but, do, but um, that's, then but yeah, like yeah. like scale seventy five or something like sure, that. Sure. You know, the the instant colors. I didn't pay much attention because I knew not that many people were ever actually going to get yeah. instant colors in their hands. So the funny thing, yeah. my. I, I didn't do the Kickstarter because my local store put up a poster saying we are getting instant colors. I don't think they ever got them. Sure. Sure. Or they sold out probably more yeah. likely. Yeah. I just didn't see them. Um, so hopefully, uh, hopefully we have indeed published some reviews on Duncan Paints. Hopefully you've watched them. I don't see why we uh, wouldn't But yeah, the, the end of that story is we, we smoothed, 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 smoothed enough. Uh, that they gave us uh, basically the full range of paints when, yeah, the, at, at the, the end of the convention. Range. Instead of like packing it up and then throwing it away, they mm-hmm. uh, yeah gave the gave the they stuffed it stuffs. in a gallon freezer Ziploc bag. That yeah, Brent had in his backpack. I come prepared. Yes, yeah, it's yes. like you, Tupperware for the beach mm-hmm. and Ziplocs for stealing paint ranges. Uh huh, and and the big purse when you go to the all you can eat buffet, like it, <laughs> you go with extra ziplocs. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Oh, don't, don't um, do that. That's hard. That's a gross. So so yeah, we we were <laughs> we were gonna make Chicken a five minute video, and then we we each painted a pretty good figure there yeah. at the booth, and then uh, we just had the whole range of paints. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Casey and I, I've been living at Casey's house for the last several days. We, we did a lot more painting and, uh, yeah, we like these paints. They're good. Yeah. They're actually good. Like, I guess we maybe $5 for 15 milliliters, but yeah, we're good. I mean, they're, they're comparable really to most other paint ranges in, in like price wise, I guess I'm not, I'm not like dissatisfied with the price, although. It's uh, it's more than a lot of other things. It's less than sure, the workshop. Sure. Um, I'm I'm starting to think of them as like a thicker version of Pro Acryl. I don't know. That's a good way to put it, actually. Um, when they thin down, they definitely feel more like Pro Acryl. Like they're pretty smooth. Um, yeah. They blend really well together. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. I I do like how thick they are right out the bottle. I think that's really cool. Because oh. um, that's not normal but, like, um, for anybody. Yeah. So your local store is probably going to get these. You should buy them. And uh, yeah, so we've just the two of us have been having fun because I think we have exclusive access to these. Until... We're the only people <laughs> in, literally like in this moment recording this podcast, which is, is, I don't know, it's now days after like that we released the video. So it's be, I don't know. We probably have like, we're the only people that have this paint. So suck it. No, 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 no. It's not how you do it. No, oh, sorry. No, sorry. no, that was rude. I disavow. That was super rude. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. So, so that was Duncan Paints. We got we got some some painting talking here, and now we can just talk about more games and minis. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, I've got I've got my favorite business cards out. So for, for mm-hmm. a couple of days, I was just going around. I had I had a little business card holder, mm-hmm. and so I was giving people business cards. I was getting mm-hmm. business cards. Oh yeah, I was doing business. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, we were and doing so the business for this podcast. Mm-hmm. I pulled out some of my my favorite business cards. So we got through Turbo Dork. Turbo Dork's good. They have a good um, holder. That really helps. Yeah, Steamforged Games. Um, they were there. Oh, we don't have a lot to say, but they they were one of the companies yeah. that had kind of the most minis mm-hmm. that were there. I'd say. Flip that. Yeah. Yeah, Ross. Yeah. So yeah, we sat down with with Ross Thompson. He's the the trade marketing manager. A few times, just to just to kind of talk. Uh, we talked about a couple of different games. I actually played a demo uh, while Brent was sleeping in the hotel. Um, uh, Bard Song, which was pretty cool. Like it had some some fun stuff. It was like a little skirmish game. Um, the models are pretty pretty sweet. So yeah. Um, yeah, I've I've got a lot of Steam Porch stuff in my house, like all the Dark Souls stuff and. Yeah, I got a lot of models. <laughs> so that's the thing. Yeah, we, we talked to, to Hunter Shelburne from Steve Jackson. Don't say his last name. Why? <laughs> it's on the website. <laughs> he literally, it's in his email address. <laughs> so shout out to, to Hunter at Steve Jackson Games because he was one of the, he was one of the companies that actually like recognized us immediately. That's true, yeah. And that was, that's always fun. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. We, we hung out with him for, for a little while and uh, some good conversation. There. Uh, I think there are some minis at Steve Jackson Games, which I know they're mostly makes yeah, some. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, I was talking about that car game too, which sounded pretty cool. Oh yeah, Car Wars. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, close. Yeah. Okay, that's it. Okay, nailed it. All right, we gotta we gotta keep going on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, the Army Painter has a unique card. It's like a like a hexagon, just cool. like on the front of their paints. Really? See, didn't even realize. Yeah, they got the little color swatch as a hexagon. Yeah, I mean it is paints. now that you mentioned it, and I'm looking over behind me to see it. Yeah, some of these companies had really good cards, by the way. Yeah. The, um, I guess if you make playing cards in your games, like you better have a cool yeah. like business card. The uh, the company that makes Gloom, which is a game that has uh, like transparent cards with like yes. kind of like weird Victorian portraits on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that business card was exactly like you'd expect. It was very cool. And I don't have anything else to say about it, so it's not on my list of favorite business cards here. But uh, I have one in the other room. No, no, no. It's not. <laughs> not a, it's not important. It. No, it's not it's important. Not, none of this is actually important. I'll let, I'll let you about visual business cards well and, and what they represent oh that's a good and point what they yeah. represent. and we're giving away people's personal information yes <laughs> yes all right why don't you pick the next business card casey um i like that asthma day card. <laughs> yeah okay um we hung out with uh this guy at asthma day and he's responsible for giving us some paints so we're not going to out him pretty uh, much yeah that's how that's going <laughs> Um, I met uh, the CEO at uh, CEOcast, 
which is that uh, plastic injection molding company that um, uh, Titan Forge has been using, yes. Creature Caster has been using, Reaper is now using. And um, actually, we got to meet uh, the guys at Titan Forge. Mm-hmm. So I had done one video, one and a half videos with Titan Forge before. Maybe two. Eh, whatever. doesn't matter. Um <laughs> So I'd, I'd been in like email contact and like Discord contact, contact with the, the team at Titan Forge mm-hmm. for a year and a half now. And uh, yeah, I walked by the booth. It was like, oh, Titan Forge is here. And then a couple of those guys just like pointed at yeah. me uh, because at least one of them had like sculpted my face on yeah, me. That's, Brent, Brent's face you know, is on a Titan holding, Forge model. Holding uh, two cats and running off into the distance away from some sort of terrible creatures. Got a, got a vamp while Casey is finding it. There he is. Oh, I have two of them literally <laughs> right behind me. <laughs> it is fun to be together. How do you just turn around? Instead yeah. of having to show the camera or have a reaction that doesn't make yeah. any sense for a uh, an audio podcast, yeah. obviously, I can just you know tell you that I'm showing Brent a, a figure of himself. <laughs> I just pulled it from like so, uh, so that's good. behind me. Yeah. So this is... Yeah, it's an injection molding technique that is kind of good for small to medium-sized companies. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a big deal in the coming years. I think so. I think for a lot of the like expected cheap lines, like, you know, you get the like real rubbery kind of stuff. This is like the next step up for probably the same or cheaper for them. Yeah. Um, that's really good news. So we got a couple of samples from Titan Forge of uh, CoCast models, and you know they have some of the problems that you'd expect like soft plastic cast minis to have. Mm-hmm. Like they have uh, what mold lines that are that can't be scraped because They're, the plastic is too, too soft. soft. Yeah, it's like so you have to like yeah. slice the mold line, uh, which is uh, a little more hit or miss. You'll damage the model. Yeah, yeah. So I I wasn't able to clean up the the couple of sample models that I had very well, but still they're cool models. For they were what it is though. Like the the yeah. paintability, I guess, is really what you'd be looking yeah. at. Like like if you're buying models previous to this stuff and painting them, it's kind of like well, look a little derpy. Yeah. Like if you've ever touched WizKids like HeroClix. It's, it's not good. No. It's not good. This is better than that. And this is way better than that. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And in in theory, they are coming out with a harder uh, injectable plastic soon. That will be possible to scrape mold lines, maybe. Okay. Um, and it yeah. also sounds like all of the various uh, users, the, the mini-making companies that use the CoCast technique, are figuring out how to make their molds better. Mm-hmm. And so something to keep an eye on. I think this is going to be important. Um, but anyway, I have now painted my first CoCast Mini, and uh, I'll probably be painting some more in the future. So Might, might as well. Yep. Right. They also had their, what, printed? They printed some. Yeah. Titan Forge uh, had like a little sample box that I think they gave to Brendan. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they most of the sample box was actually their sculpts that they had 3d printed and then put in the sample box to to give out to vendors that's cool and so you know casey just uh painted crocobot mm-hmm. gatorbot space gator space gator whatever we forgot his name he has a cool name that's does he really see i wish i had known that before hold on hold on i have a piece of paper an entire Vamp. video Vamp. about it and, and then just being it's like crocobot. sure it's crocobot crocobot, oh, crocobot from grid wars age of cyberpunk i want to play it's not grid a very wars. good name 
Age of Cyberpunk. That sounds I mean, not cyber, a very good cyberpunk name. I mean, it, it's descriptive. Crocodiles, that sounds cool. Descriptive, I for sure. I would knock that. Yeah. Um, okay, that was Titanforge. We've got Seocast. We've got Titanforge. Um, Raybox Games, who makes uh, the grid terrain that I hadn't heard of before, is making a game called Escape from Stalingrad Z. And uh, yeah, we, things, we yeah. painted some zombies and yeah. some uh, some kind of World War II figures from that. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Um, and all right, we got <laughs> we got two real winners here. We're down to two sure. business cards. Casey, what are we talking about? Um, I'm gonna start with Parabellum. I like Parabellum. All right. Um, okay, so if you haven't heard of Parabellum before, they are the company that makes the Conquest line of miniatures, and it's a, a tabletop game. Um, I've seen like a handful of things from this, and I've always just not really understood what it was. Like I knew it was models, but they're like their packaging was super complicated. Like it didn't make any sense. It was just like, like a black box. It was, that said it was a black box. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it was like buy this to do a thing or something, or and it didn't really have much many instructions. Well, it turns out that uh, with a little bit of help from Asthma Day and uh, some new packaging, like they have turned it around, at least in my opinion, from what my yeah. experience was. But they are looking pretty sweet. Yeah. So this is yeah. a a war game conquest age of something uh, is, is a war game. And it looks like it's uh, kind of rectangles that bash up against each other. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the Rankin rank rank flank. rank yeah. flanks type yeah. type of a game. Uh, smaller model count. I'm pretty sure. Well, the, the actual models are bigger. So yeah, yeah. so I don't know what the official scale is, but they're like 35 millimeter, 40 millimeter scale. They're, they're they look right. They, they're big and, and they look yeah. good. So they got awesome dwarves, awesome orcs. They got some just kind of feudal humies. Yeah, which is uh, which is pretty cool to see. Um, like if you're missing your Warhammer fantasies kind yeah. of stuff, like they have some really cool looking stuff. Yeah, but like they have a really cool like art aesthetic, like direction yeah. that they're going. Um, the models are beautiful. They're insane. They yeah. they showed us some of their plastic sprues. Like they're legit as good as Games Workshop ever has been. Yes, they're insane. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like Conquest. I need to get my act together and yeah, paint some real. Conquest minis. For real. Yeah. yeah so we, we talked to them for quite a while about all that. Asked yeah. them a bunch of questions. Like, I definitely had questions about the specifics of their packaging and marketing. Like, yeah. what do I even do? Because I don't know what to do. And they're like, uh, you know, yeah, we've had that yeah. problem like, before and, and we fixed it. They had some better starter sets and yeah. also their packaging. One side of the box has uh, concept art on it mm-hmm. and like beautiful concept art, artwork. And the other side of the box had very well painted miniatures representing yeah. what was in the box. So I thought that was, uh, was a good choice. A good, good <laughs> yeah. step in the right direction. <laughs> it was a good choice. Yeah. Um, I thought it was cool too that they, um, so I mean, they talked to us like, you know, they're there to talk to pretty much everybody that talks to them at the yeah. convention. But they went down the next day after the, the whole thing was over to the local GameStop short game store that I go to. That's what I meant to say. Um, and they did like a whole demo. They like brought conquest stuff. They showed people how to play. They talked to them, answered questions, trying to get people in to show that there's a new direction going on. Um, I know, I know that, uh, I know a few people are like way into conquest and I don't even know if they could have explained it to me like a year ago, but (laughs) I think I get it. I think I'm starting to get it. It's a game and it has awesome models. That's all I ever really need to know. But yeah, Yeah, the awesome models thing, like the fact that they are such high quality is pretty incredible. I I am looking forward to uh, buying some to play, play, paint and play with. Boom. Yes. (laughs) All right. 
And then... And then we got Tiny Boats. Yeah, so we met uh, Emiliano at uh, Warlord Games. Mm-hmm. They had a booth. And um, yeah, they Warlord Games has Napoleonics. It's the one that makes that World War II game, mm-hmm. which is called Bolt Action. Yes. And the Conflict 47. Which looks so cool. Yeah. They, yeah. Uh, they have like a Central American... Uh, yeah, like, like uh, was it Incans and... and- Mayans and stuff like a bunch Verse, of models like, like that. spiritual creatures yeah like yeah. like each each faction had its own they had the quetzalcoatl yeah 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 um anyway uh warlord has a like an absolutely massive range of of just games of that's, just game systems yeah um but uh yeah while we were at the booth we we got hooked up i mean all these companies were given freebies to especially retailers but sometimes yeah. us youtubers were able to Work a little deal. Yeah, I mean they 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 knew that we we did YouTube stuff, and yeah. they're just like, we want to give you all these things. Yeah, uh, shout out to Emiliano, <laughs> who uh, seemed like yeah. a friendly guy, and uh, also did seem to recognize the value of both good retailers and uh, and YouTubers. So uh, he. He didn't have to try very hard, but he was able to put some tiny ships from the Napoleonic Wars into my hands. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think I've mentioned it before, but one of the things I do when I (laughs) hobby is I listen to audiobooks. And I've been on a kick for the last year plus of Napoleonic naval combat. So I've cranked through the Hornblower series. I just finished the Dewey Lambden, Alan Lurie series. In the past, I've listened to, you know, the the Patrick O'Brien novels. Mm. Um, And I just, the setting... It, I think it's a really cool setting. You've uh, seen that, that Russell Crowe movie? I've seen that Russell yeah. Crowe movie. Yeah, it's actually a pretty good movie. And I saw all, the making of it and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. all I got. Um, speaking of that Russell Crowe ma- uh, movie, Master and Commander, <laughs> The Far Side of the World, <laughs> the, the starter set for this Black Seas game from mm-hmm. Warlord is called Master and Commander. That's which true. Makes, yeah. That's true. I think they're trying to hit on the... Uh, so you never yeah. heard of boat combat before, right? <laughs> but you've seen this Russell Crowe movie. Yeah. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. thought it was going to be like Gladiator, but it really wasn't. No, yeah. violently underrated, yeah. though. Yeah. Yeah, but if you uh, if you think about it, it's a better movie than Gladiator. Yeah, I mean, the yeah. Gladiator's a good movie, but it's not perfect. A lot of people oh. seem to think it's, like, perfect. Oh. Especially the Academy in 2000. I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> So we got this master and commander. We got three plastic frigates, six plastic brigs. We got a rule book, which I am tempted to actually read. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Casey, Casey was watching the on tabletop video explaining mm-hmm. how to play this game. It looks so, uh, look pretty straightforward, actually. Like okay, it shouldn't okay. be that hard. We were planning on playing a game like today or tonight, uh, so we're gonna figure that out. Casey and I each painted a frigate and two brigs, mm-hmm. and uh, your son painted a brig in a very nice looking like (laughs) ghostly undersea theme that's all like like ivory and green like it's weirdly it's incredible (laughs) pale sand and green and it looks like it's either a ghost ship or it's on the bottom of the sea covered in moss yeah and i I was actually going to put some moss on it and then try and just do the rest of them like that because we got a whole set of three more and we're gonna paint them up all outstanding outstanding um 
I don't know, these look so cool. And this is a start of a very long path. This is <laughs> this is a path that leads to ships and bottles. I was just about it to leads say. To, it leads to <laughs> tweezers in both hands. Oh, uh, it yeah. leads to... <laughs> 100% a year from now. Tiny sailing ships. I'm going to put money on it. Do you know how many cords and cables and ropes and stays uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and halyards are uh, on this thing? Do you, have, do you have any Brent's idea? Brent's going to have jars. They're not going to be piss bottle jars. <laughs> They're going to be ships and boat jars. And then we're going to have to have a conversation. <laughs> uh, this week on Painting Bravely, uh, I was able to erect the, the main mast <laughs> exactly. and the top gallant. Uh, yeah. Got tweezers in there. I just pulled this right, popped right up. That's right. We have a problem. So yeah, no, these are these are relatively simple models. So, you know, two halves of the boat, a bottom, and then three masts, a couple mm. of uh, prows, booms, you might call them. I don't Boats. know. Yeah. Boats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ports. And Relatively simple bottles, but they're, they're hinting at incredibly complex deep. vessels. It's deep. Yeah. With all them strings and paper flags. The sailing vessels of, of the 18th and early 19th century were just... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mind boggling, right? Yeah, underrated that Russell Crowe. Underrated, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember when Gladiator won the Oscar, I was actually very excited that year. I was, I don't, I wasn't that old, I don't even know how old I was like 13 or something, yeah, 14, so, 15. So, I don't know, I watched a lot of Gladiator. So, we also got some black powder epic minis, which are yes. these tiny little line infantry for uh, yeah, the like Napoleonic 10, Wars. 10 millimeter, um. Yeah, like rank and file is the whole idea. Push them around. They're super teeny tiny and they're fun. Um, but we paint. We used them all to like test all the Duncan paints. We painted them all different colors and stuff. Really cool though. We just use these as test swatches for the for the Duncan paints. Yeah, but we could still use them to play. They, they are were, painted. Now. They were giving these out free to everyone, and most of them just threw them in the trash, probably. But we painted them and put them you know, in our silly videos. We should have actually now that now that you say that, like you a should lot of rescue threw these. Them. <laughs> we should have yeah. gone through the trash and gotten more. That's what exactly <laughs> I'm trying to say. We should have gone to the trash, like in, in that, that area, and just dumpster like, dive do want, game conventions. Do you want these Napoleonic yeah. uh, warfare tiny ten millimeter models and people would be like no i don't want these and we would have had we'd be like hey, get them get them we would have amassed a much larger <laughs> army if we had thought about it hard enough that's stupid i feel stupid yeah that's all right that's all right next time next mm-hmm. year yeah next year right that's gonna happen right so um <laughs> there's the elephant in the room that we haven't talked about yet i thought we did well we're gonna get there um my badge at the gamma convention said retailer on it mm-hmm. so my friend brendan who owns crossroad games he said no no no. i mean at, at, you go to this event you can be an exhibitor you can be uh i don't know what all of them are not but the retailer is the best one yeah, yeah. retailer is the best one you get all so, the free stuff yeah so i go and pick up my convention packet and the first thing I find, the first thing I find is just a hundred dollar gift card to the hotel, yeah. like the hotel bars and everything. Um, was that in your packet? No. What did you well, describe your packet? I got a bag and it had a, a booklet in it about the convention. Didn't you have to pay an extra hundred dollars? Thanks for letting me remember that. Yes, I did have to pay an extra $100. Like, so normally Gamma, it's a private organization. You have to apply for it, sign up for and pay money. It's like a dues type of a thing. Because you're part of an organization. It's like a trade organization. Not like a union, but kind of in the same vein, right? 
Um, but essentially, like, I paid for the last two years. I've been a member. And this year, it's like, oh, cool. A game is actually happening. And I live here. And, like, I signed up. I thought it was all good to go because I had, like, a receipt. Like, that was all like, oh, you, you've already paid for, for blah, 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 all this stuff. And I get there and there's like, oh, no, no, no. That was, that was like, your, your membership for this specific type of membership that you have, which is, like, a whole new system that they built this year. And it turns out, like, that doesn't count. I bought him some beer and all you can eat sushi. Yeah, it worked out. It worked out. It worked out. It worked out. Yeah, I even got to work. Because I felt bad. Also, retailers got free lunch every day. Yeah, that's true. But you just I just, just turned my badge around. Yeah, turned the badge around, around upside down. Yeah. They had leftovers. They were throwing it away anyways. Thank you. Uh, by the third day, they did have a sign that said, yes, one did. box only, please, that's like a, underlined. That was 100% because of you. Or you, who was taking boxes. That I took you... one box, okay. and I ate it. Brent took boxes back to his hotel room. <laughs> and I ate it. <laughs> <laughs> but more than one box, okay? <laughs> Let's just be clear here. <laughs> yeah, they, they definitely put a sign up there. Like, please stop taking our boxes. But, like, there were literally, like, hundreds left over at the end, so I don't feel bad. Acquire lunch and snacks bravely. <laughs> yes, <laughs> snacks bravely. <laughs> Uh, you know, <laughs> we took some pictures next to some kobolds. We met some cool people. <laughs> like life's And uh, now we're, we, we've just been recuperating mm-hmm. and making a silly review video, Duncan's Paints, and we're about to go to Adepticon. Oh my God, I'm so tired. I have no idea what's happening there, but... Uh, I don't care. I'm just, I'm gonna... Well, we, we got a king-size bed. That's cool. It's not weird. No. Don't worry about it. If I was just typed a little bit faster, we could have had a better room. <laughs> Deathcons <but>. are rough. <laughs> Although, having it seems a like a lot of people are going to be there. Means that we can play full on war games. Like we can play Warhammer because now we have a, a on the a bed table. Yes, we have oh. a table for it. Okay, you're right. Yeah, it's perfect. Perfect size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anything else you wanna you wanna tell our our dear listeners today? We got it. We got I it. guess so. We hung out with uh, Uncle Adam for a while. That was fun. Almost we forgot. Went, we went and had sushi with him. Yeah. Yeah. We got to see Uncle Adam. Uh, he was yeah. actually presenting. Uh, he was at the Game for booth. Yes. For that sweet the, the, game the app, app to meet people after the, the pandemic is over. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty but, much. But also, uh, his company is using the, the Game for brand mm-hmm. to develop apps for other game companies. So, really cool, though. Um, so yeah, that was that was fun hanging out with him and and his uh, mm-hmm. business boss Matt uh, and was yeah it? yeah I, don't, I didn't I oh, yeah this is good yeah yeah no it's good it's good it's fine I just didn't yeah. know what they're you know I was gonna call him business partner but I think he's actually his boss so you either know, way you know um yeah I don't know it was good so yeah. we went to uh, we went to an industry convention that uh, not really any other YouTubers were at no one uh, except for pretended to be a retailer when it suited my needs that's very true uh, lear- <laughs> learned a lot that way honestly Brent's yeah. asking questions that, like then <laughs> they're just giving us answers like, like oh yes for my store good sir would you please tell me all this information uh, uh, yes 
Now, if yes, I had filled out that piece of paper, I might have won a free iPad from Games Workshop. And how many people can say that, you know? See, we didn't. But we I would have needed to, like, that. forge an address and a business license number for my... my oh, an EIN number? It's basically just your social, man. They wouldn't right. able to find you. It's fine. I've Don't worry about it. Digits. Yeah. yeah, just yeah. one. And you're yeah. like, oh, I screwed that up. Sorry. I'll get it to you later. Thanks for my iPad. <laughs> um, he got a free hat? I did. Although, I, I got, mean, Brendan just gave it to me because he didn't want it. Yeah. I got one of those things you stick on the back of your cell phone case. It's like the, a, the pop, like pop things. Yeah. Pop rock. It has a picture yeah. on it. Yeah. Pop socket. Got we, got, we got a card yeah. box. Yep. Yeah. A card box that, that is, good. is green. Yep. That's fun. Well, on that note. Yeah. We'll see you at Adepticon. I should have ended that differently. We'll see you at Adepticon. Is that how you're signing out? No. Oh. So that's why I was saying I, I screwed that up because I don't have a script in front of me and normally I do. Well, on that note, thank, thank you, you so again. much for joining us <laughs> on another episode of Paint Bravely, the podcast. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe. Share and subscribe. Leave, and leave, leave a review iTunes on iTunes because that helps, honestly. And... and also, we have more on Spotify. Wherever you listen to podcasts, we are on everything. And um, I think we appreciate you. We do appreciate you. And uh, we, we, we uh, thank you for listening. And we're sorry. And we will talk to you on the next Cobalt Talk. Hope that recorded. <laughs> <laughs> what a train wreck. <laughs> that was a good episode. That was very good.